You are listening to the Curtis King Podcast. What's going on with you? Welcome to the Curtis King Podcast. It's been a second since I've done the podcast. A lot has happened in my career, in my life. I believe the last time that, you know, I talked to you guys, we were either doing an interview or we were doing really the transitional period that it took to get from Redlands, California to San Diego. And making that transition was full of a lot of life changes. Obviously, the birth to my son, um, you know, my, my, my wife and all these different things that have happened. And so I've been living life. I just really been taking the time to enjoy life and, and understand what that actually means. I think that the majority of my career as a rapper, music producer has been focused on how do I improve myself from a performance standpoint? And it's been all about peak performance. I mean, look at the people that uh, I go to are kind of like as pseudo mentors from the Tony Robbins to the, the Gary V's to the um, oh man, the Les Browns and anybody else that comes to mind. These folks are really focused on making sure that you are prepared for optimal performance. And although those folks do spend time on this other portion that is, I think, even more important or just as important. Um, I haven't focused on finding mentors that are in that space of optimal enjoyment. So you got peak performance, but what about peak enjoyment? And so I've been trying to really go on my journey and figure out what that means for me. Um, so that's what happened with the podcast. The podcast had to take a bit of a break. And as I took my break, I've been out here enjoying San Diego. No, I haven't. I've been inside the house. <laughs> if I'm being really 100 with it, I've been inside the house plotting, planning uh, over the last year, which has been utterly ridiculous. The last year, let me kind of break down some of the things that have happened in the last year. Besides moving into our spot here in, I guess, before the year started in, in December and really getting comfortable in January. Um you know, getting used to new surroundings can already be a bit overwhelming, you know, getting used to your neighborhood and your neighbors. And it's not a whole lot of folks out here that look like me. So just getting used to that aspect of it and um, getting myself back in a, in a nice physical place where I can start to work out more. That was important. Um, and that is just on the personal end. Right. Parenthood is always going to be a learning experience just as marriage is a learning experience and so through all those personal things that have been going on that are already dramatic changes uh where i was at before uh the career oh my gosh uh i think this year you know not only have i gone off of youtube on to youtube again uh curtis king tv um Jeez, all the stuff that's happened, shutting down the beat store, shutting down the courses, bringing back the courses. And I just it's been so much. And that's just a micro of all the things that have gone on. And uh, it sent me through a few different loops. And I think that, you know, when you're going and you're set ablaze, 
it's not much people can tell you. And I have the issue uh, or the the characteristic of my character in that when I'm ready to start something fresh, I'm also simultaneously ready to burn everything down that has come before. So starting from scratch literally for me means I guess scratching a match and then burning down everything that was before it so that we can have sort of a um a clean playing field to work around with. And so I've done that and I've been lucky to do that and my success rate has been pretty good. Not so much this year with burning things down. And I and I think that instead of looking at that as something to be, I guess, scared of or anxious about. Um, what I should have been looking at it is an opportunity. What I should have been looking at it is an opportunity for growth and to learn something about myself and see sort of how I can switch directions and, and, and understand, well, what is it about my personality that has led me to operating things in that, in that manner? And so I did a lot of soul searching over the last few years or last year, I should say in the last few months, really, if I hone down on it and um, been doing a lot of reading and really trying to figure out, look, what is it about your personality that is drawing you to destruction? What is it about, you know, what you've been what you've been through or, or what is it about your mentality that says, you know, we have to be able to burn it down? And I think it really comes down to an ugly three letter word called ego. I think ego convinces you that no matter how fast you're going, uh, no matter how destructive you could be, you're going to be all right no matter what, because you've already been all right. You've already gone through some terrible things. Uh, life has already presented you, you know, a deck of cards that you had to figure out how to do something with. And you you pulled out some miracles. But that can go from, oh, my God, I'm so lucky that I got through that to I wonder what would happen if I did this. Right. I've had, you know, God bless my wife and, and you know, my, my brother Epic have walked me off the ledge in deleting all my social media. When I read a book that's back there called Digital Minimalism, I was ready to to not only be off of social media because of just the anxiety of seeing everybody else's issues, the anxiety of, you know, looking and in, 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 in spending just an utter disrespect of time wasting watching literally other people's lives pass by and not even their lives but the highlights of their lives and sitting there and thinking to yourself like is this really what life is all about you know what I mean like you you got to understand for me for somebody that has multiple businesses are there things that keep me busy absolutely but you're not busy every second of the day. If I was busy every second of the day and trying to stack to do things to do within my day, like I tried to when I was in my 20s, I'd be dead. <laughs> I laugh, but I'm really serious about that. I'd be dead right now because um, I sacrificed sleep in my 20s. I sacrificed it in my teens because I had this 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 passion. This, this ego to, yo, I'm going to do this. I am one of the special ones. I am one of the people that are going to be the exception to the rule. And what you learn through the process is that one, you are not the exception to the rule. Even if you are the exception to the rule, you're still not. You didn't know you were going to be the exception to the rule. Therefore, you should 
take that out of your your whole psyche that you are the exception to the rule. You must do the work and do the work of of humble work in which tells you, look, I'm going to have to go harder than um, most people will have to go to achieve this goal, whether it's in music, whether it's in your arts or your career, whatever you're doing. So the last year um, I have been trying to kill the ego. And there's a book actually by uh, Ryan Holiday, uh, Ego Was the Enemy, that I've been reading recently that has kind of helped me understand, you know, why is it that I take these types of chances? Why is it that I'm ready to just burn everything down? And um, there's a lot of factors that go into it. But I think that when you're operating off of passion alone, this is what I think is a big part of it. When you're operating off of passion alone and it's not necessarily aligned with your your purpose. I think that you do destructive things. I think that I made a video about it recently on my YouTube that when you commit a crime of passion, OK, say, for instance, a man comes home and, you know, he, he hears R&B music upstairs and he walks upstairs and he's like, wait a minute. Oh, she was ain't mine. And he sees like some Tim's or something sprawled on the floor and he opens the door. He's smelling. He's like, smell like butt naked sex in here. What's going on? And then he walks in. And of course, he sees his wife and the guy that she's with. And so he goes into his gun room. Do people have a gun room? Is that even a thing? He goes into his gun. Room. <laughs> he has his gun room, maybe. And then he I'm not a gun owner, so I wouldn't know. So he picks up his gun and he says, I'm going, I'm going to kill these folks. And he goes into that room and he does commit this crime of passion. And at that time, you're not thinking about purpose. It's almost like passion puts the blinders on you. You're not, what do you think? Purpose doesn't even like purpose is why you're doing what you're doing. It is the foundation. It is your mission. It is what is, what this journey is all about. Passion can put the blinders on you. Passion can, can make you drunk full of anger or drunk full of, you know, uh, uh, blind optimism. And I think that although my passions of crime or my crimes of passion have not been killing nobody, thank God, uh, I think it has been killing aspects of my business. I think it has been blind optimism that made me feel like I can do anything. And I was that kid that when I saw when I saw those posters on my counselor's walls that said you can do anything as corny as it is. I believed it. I believe that if you sat me down with something long enough, I could achieve it. Right. And as parts of my brain, I still have to, like, come to grips with that. It's not that's not your journey. Like, I think last year I had it in my mind. I'm going to dunk before I'm 40 on a 10 foot rim. Why? That never came into question. But purpose makes you ask why. Passion makes you say, why not? <laughs> right. So you jump up, you do your your leg squats or whatever you got to do. And passion will have you out here breaking your leg. Passion had me out here with sciatic nerve pain because uh, I said I want to go 50 days in a row and work out and I want to lose a crazy amount of weight. And I was going in there doing cardio every single day. And I mean, high intensity stuff uh, and, and not really doing too much in terms of muscles. Uh, muscle uh, uh, building and not really doing too many reps with that stuff. I was focused solely on going in there and kicking my own ass through cardio. Did I achieve the goal of losing weight? Yes, I did. Okay. 
day 50, I felt unstoppable. I did this. I told y'all I like to do this. Who's y'all? Who are you trying to do this for? That's another conversation. But I did it. And on the 51st day, when I decided not to go work out, I sat down that day because I was like, I deserve a break. And um, that's when I started to really develop the first signs of having that sciatic nerve pain. And I tell you, it was the worst back pain shooting down to my leg, to my butt. And anybody who's ever had it, you know how much of a pain it is just to walk on that. That was passion that took me there. Now, can passion play the role of something positive in your life? Absolutely. Passion when. When you allow passion not to be the driver, you allow purpose and your mission to be the driver and passions in the passenger seat for those days that you don't feel like getting up and following your actual uh, uh, purpose. Passion can be a great supportive cast in that situation. But to put passion in the driver's seat, as I have done, has um, made me go through some accidents. <laughs> right. Um, for instance, when I decided to do Curtis King TV, passion was like, man, you know, you're mourning right now, uh, the, the passing of Nipsey Hussle and he stood for entrepreneurship. You know, he, he was somebody that you looked up to and they took him out. You're not doing the most with your time that you have on this earth, man. And I think that to honor a, a, a great man, a legend like that, I think that you need to get up and you need to do something. You need to do something today. And um, I did. And after I had a conversation with, you know, a buddy of mine that kind of felt the same way about the impact of Nipsey Hussle's passing, uh, my homie Epic, he we talked to each other. And I think we pumped each other up like, yo, we need to we need to do something now that has longevity. And um, I was on fire. I was on fire. I was I, I got the, the Curtis King TV website, which is my membership, private membership website. You can go check it out at curtiskingtv.com. I had that done within 72 hours. I sat there. I don't know coding, right? The, 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 the limitations of my coding is like elementary MySpace <laughs> type knowledge. And so I sat there and did it. I figured it out. This plane above me is supremely loud right now and I'm trying to ignore it, but I can't think until it passes. That a helicopter? That sounds powerful, whatever it is. Some slow moving too. That's why I think it's a helicopter. I'm sorry. I'm like all over the place. But um 72 hours, I got the website done. I was getting members in there. I was launching videos in which I was on my campaign, like I'm not rocking with YouTube no more. They're making all these changes, man. They trying to like, you know, they're trying to cut out the people who are content creators. You got to own your own. And these are things that I still believe very strongly in. But the manner in which I go to achieve those things is much different because now I'm in a place where I was on fire. The only problem with fire, as my, my brother said, is um, it burns out. And it burns out in the sense that 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 initial passion that you're running with not only burns out, but also it burns you out energetically. And he told me that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I feel you. But right now I'm on fire. I can't stop. And so I kept going and it launched Curtis King TV daily workshops in which I was for on average 
three to four hours. And I don't say it as a badge of honor. I say that because I was so, so full of passion to do this. It didn't matter things like not drinking water, not getting enough sleep, not resting until physically it started to matter. But I kept going in six months straight, man. Uh, we did daily workshops from Monday through Friday. And uh, I learned so much about the community of artists and music producers that I've been talking to for years through my YouTube videos. I learned so much about them. I met some amazing, kind, hardworking, talented individuals, and I'm forever grateful for that. And, uh, you know, that experience alone, you know, changed me and I'm grateful for it. And what it did, though, also, in addition, the other gift that it gave me, in addition to just understanding my audience, the gift that it gave me was reconnecting with my purpose. Because I think I lost along the way what my purpose was. I think that I got pulled in many different directions because passion was like, yo, go over here. Yo, yo, you're, you're an entrepreneur. Ego says things like this is your title Own that title. You work with this person. You need to do. That's all ego talking. It's ego and passion. And it's funny how, you know, those two kind of align with each other. But I kept going, kept going. I think we did about three hundred and thirty plus hours of um, workshops. And uh, there was just a day where I looked at my wife and I was like, I can't do it no more. I can't do it. No, I cannot do it anymore. You know, somewhere along the line of answering questions and being the, the mentor and being the teacher and, you know, kind of getting all these different personalities and things that have happened in there. Like I learned more so about why it is that you started all of this. Right. Cause nobody comes into here and picks up, a laptop, picks up a keyboard, picks up a microphone and says, yes, I'm going to do this. And then mentor thousands and thousands of other people out here. I'm going to create my own membership based website. All of these things were not in my mind. I'm going to have this YouTube channel. I wasn't even thinking about YouTube. YouTube wasn't even something I wasn't a YouTuber. What? I'm a rapper, son. <laughs> like I'm a producer. None of this. And even even the titles didn't matter. Right. Because even the beat maker versus producer thing is a whole shit storm in itself. I just wanted to make music. I wanted to give the same feelings to somebody else who was going through some shit that Sade, Erica Badu and Jill Scott gave me when I was going through shit. And that was the initial thing. I want to help people through music. I want to serve people through music. I want to be able to help them if they're having a bad day or be the soundtrack to their triumphant comeback. I love that. And um, along the way, because I happen to be good at other things, I say good, not, you know, stroking my own ego, but I say good like above average. Uh, as a teacher, as a a mentor, and I just happened to step up in a in a in an industry where a lot of folks at the time weren't looking to give the kind of advice that I was given, and so um, that led me down another path in which I felt like, yo, this is my purpose. This has to be my purpose. But what we got to do, and what I'm doing now is instead of questioning 
the purpose as it is. Question how you got to that purpose to begin with. Because if it was inspired by anger, if it was inspired by desperation, if it was inspired by anything that is not you doing deliberation and thinking to yourself, this is what I actually want to do. It's going to be short lived and you're eventually going to burn out because passion can only last for so long if it's not aligned with your ultimate purpose. So. Understanding all of that. Understanding that it had me questioning, yo, am I really Curtis King, this mentor? Am I really am I a producer? Do I, I don't want to go to studios uh, out in L.A. I don't want to do the. I don't want to link up. I don't want to collab. I don't want. I just want to make music in peace by my damn self and still be able to take care of my bills. Is that asking for a lot? Maybe it is. I don't know. But that's what I ultimately wanted at the very base, basic level. And um, I have to even be weary about that when I call that a purpose, because what led me there, what led me there was burning out. <laughs> so now. The reason I'm more confident in where I'm at mindset right now is because I did do a lot of thinking. Uh, I, I went quiet on social media. I went quiet on my Instagram, my Twitter, my YouTube, not as a rebellion, but as a rebuilding. I had to rebuild a lot of things that I have destroyed or let kind of lie dormant within myself. Um, I had to reconnect. And that's exactly what I did. What I did was I, I, I sat and um, I did nothing. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a hell of an accomplishment, Curtis. I did nothing. And that was an accomplishment for me because I have always had a mind that I'm, I got I'm, I, something else I got to do. Yo, if I'm not doing something, I'm man, somebody else. What about the competition? Yo, what did Gary V say? What did what man, Grant Cardone would be? Man, he would be on my head right now. Man, what would Dr. Dre say? I've always had these in my brain and it's like that same 17 year old that was like, yeah, 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 yeah. is still trying to rage inside this 30 year old body. And the body's like, mm -mm. we're going to have to sit here and think about this. And so I did. And it was terrifying to sit in silence and do nothing. Mind you, I was spending time with my, my son and my wife. I was, I was like, you know what? You've been supporting me so much, baby. Like, Please do your makeup and nails and don't even worry about the little one. I'm going to take care of him and I'm going to be. I got this. She's like, you sure? Because she's used to be being a workaholic. She's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, I got this. And I sat down there and as much as I enjoy being with my son, I love my son so much. I, I, I felt like I felt lost. I felt purposeless. I felt like the hell am I doing? Like, am I really supposed to be sitting still? What is this? Sitting still and doing nothing felt like a crime. I felt guilty doing it. Why is that? And why is it that I never asked the question, what's wrong with doing nothing? Right. And obviously, I'm not talking about doing nothing and being irresponsible with your responsibilities. I'm not telling you to just not go to work and do nothing today and just deliberate. Right. You have things you got to take care of. I had things I had to take care of. I still had courses I had to release. I still had a community that although I wasn't doing daily workshops, I had to deliver content to it because I promise and I keep my word with that. 
right? I wasn't completely away from social media because I still had to promote the show that I did when I came back and finally did my first rap show in two years. So I still had to honor my responsibilities and my commitments, but I had to have an opportunity to sit there and say, why do you feel guilty? And, and, and the one thing that there are two things that I can, that, that I concluded, the two things that I concluded from my time of silence where I, I, you know, when I wasn't watching my son, I would wake up six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning and not because that's what billionaires do. That's I mean, this is not a meme. <laughs> this is just what I had to do because that's the only time that is quiet within the household because um, my son, you know, he'd be wilding out. I love him to death, though. He'd be wilding out. Um, so I took advantage of that and I went out and took walks. And in those walks, I I. I really felt like I started to understand why I felt so guilty doing nothing. And it's because one thing, once again, ego and the blindness of passion. And so I walked and I said, you know what? I do not allow you to feel guilty. Walk. Because your rest and your recuperation from whatever Injuries that may have been afflicted because of your blind passion. We need to recuperate that we need to to give it time to heal. And because you can't really measure injuries of the brain the same way that you can of a wrist. Like if I break my wrist and I have it in a cast and I take the cast off and I'm like, are we good to go? You can't do that with the brain. So it's probably better that we treat the brain with more care, treat the mind with more care. So I took walks. I walked around here. I walked and walked and walked and walked. And in my mind, I was like, you know what? I cannot stop thinking. If I stop thinking, I'm going to walk into the middle of the street and get hit. Um, But I can unload these thoughts that I no longer care for. I can unload them and imagine as I'm closing my eyes and walking, imagine unloading these thoughts into the street. Imagine that all these thoughts are just leaving my brain and getting outside of my head because I am an overthinker. Obviously, that's probably why we're going to have a great podcast here. But um, I unloaded these thoughts out of my head and it felt like bliss because it didn't have to be anything. Right. I didn't share it on social media and that felt heavenly because it didn't have to be for the sake of accountability. It's because I needed it. It was because that walk brought me peace and um, I kept walking. Every single day I kept walking. I'm still walking every single morning. I have different paths. I go down and for the first few days I had music going, but then I felt like you kind of cheating this because this is sort of like uh, what um, one of my members in Curtis King TV calls uh, moving, moving meditation. And um, I was like, you know what? No more music. And so literally I would just walk these streets. Uh, No headphones. Six o'clock sometimes in the morning, seven o'clock. I wasn't really too worried about the time because I've been so disciplined in everything that I do. I was like, let's just chill. And so I started walking. Not only did I start walking, but I came home after walking and I started journaling. Right. I started writing down all these thoughts that float around in my head and having it to not make sense for anybody else except for me. I'm not writing for anybody else. I'm writing For me, I'm not writing so that I can keep a journal and I can be the consummate entrepreneur. I am doing it because my man, my mind needs it. 
Your man's needs that. And so that's what I did. So then I was like, what else is missing? And there's a book called Stillness is the Key um, that reminded me of the necessity of having a hobby outside of music. I've been so obsessed with music and working that I forgot the joy of of the the peace and the joy of putting together a puzzle. What are you, 65, Curtis? Yes. In, in, in my soul, maybe. I don't know. But I started putting together a thousand piece puzzle. Probably not the best thing to do if you haven't done a puzzle in a long time, but a thousand piece puzzle with my wife. And um, that was. That was what my overthinking, overheated brain needed. What do you do when a when an engine overheats? Do you continue to pump it and drive it? No, you sit it still. And you let the fumes and the and the, the all of the stuff that you let that thing chill for a second. Because if you keep pushing it, you're gonna damage your engine forever. Hmm. Now thinking of that in the context of the mind, do I really want to damage my brain, my mind, my thoughts forever? Maybe I should take a second, because I've been overheating. And passion. That fire has been burning for a long time. But if I plan to be here another 20, 30 years, uh, I think it's important that not only I identify other things that take me away, because it's not about having a, a getaway. You don't want to have hobbies because it's like, this is how I, I, I got to get away. It's not about getting away because then it becomes its own vice. Now you're not handling your responsibilities because you got to do a puzzle. You ha- it's not about that. It's about sucking at something, being terrible, right? I'm always so focused on being such a great producer, great art. In this, I don't have to be anything. I even t- took up drawing again because I don't have to be great in that. But if I allow my mind to do other activities, If I and this is a huge part, allow my body to be consumed in physical activity that makes me sweat, that makes me uh, work in a way that my work doesn't work, work it. I'm going to find so much of a balance and peace in my life when I do decide to go back to work. And let me tell you, all of that worked. That was uh, the greatest thing that I could have done for myself as a human being was to give myself peace, to give myself those walks, give my brain a place to dump its thoughts, whether it's the streets or my journal, and uh, to pick up a hobby that challenges me mentally, challenges me physically, like I like to go bowling sometimes, Um, and, and, and it's not about who I have to be. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that 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 brings me that brings me a, a, a wholeness is to feel whole, and all of these things add to that wholeness. So I'm hoping that as I sort of kind of go through my own mindset, because I think the next podcast we're going to talk about sort of um, when I started to go through my mind, should I have a career change? Right. Because I'm 34. I'm about to be 35. Uh, We're not going to talk about that today because that'll be a whole nother hour long podcast. But um, I hope this brought you peace. I hope this I hope this helps you understand that no matter how successful a person is. Right. No matter how achieved they may be, no matter how many awards, rewards they get, 
We all come to the same place in life. We question, is this something that I'm passionate about or something that is my purpose? And because your purpose is ever changing, because you are ever changing, it's probably important that you continue to check in with yourself. Thank you for watching. If you're not subscribed to this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe. Share it with somebody that you think could find value in it. Thank you once again for listening and or watching the Curtis King podcast. Have a good one.